0: Good morning, greetings in Jesus' name to each one. I've appreciated the the song that that was led this morning in the opening. Walk in the light. And you'll understand here shortly why I appreciated that song. Years ago, when the mini mag flashlight came out, it was the light to have. Not only was it small, but it had a feature on it that, where you could adjust the beam. It was a very handy light. A number of years later they, they came out with the same same light, but they had a different bulb in it. It was an LED bulb. So it was a brighter, brighter light. Well, the early mini mags had a lumens of about 97. And over the years, flashlights have have come a long way. Here's a here's a much smaller light but the lumens of this are 550. Now, here's another one that's not much, not much bigger than this one, but this one is, is over twice as much lumens. This is, is 1,200 lumens. And so, they've gotten better with, with the lighting. Well, I also have have a candle here Does anyone want to guess what the lumens of a of a candle that is lit Well the lumens are about 12 and a half on a candle I'm fascinated with the way that Flashlights have have gotten brighter. lights in general have have been made brighter and this morning, I want to talk about about light. but first, I want to tell you a story. A young boy about the, about the age of nine went with his parents to to Europe one summer and part of their tour included visits to the the grand old cathedrals of the of the past and as he visited cathedral after cathedral he saw the the massive stained glass windows and how the uh, portraits of of the disciples and of the saints and he was he was very impressed as as he stood in these, these great empty halls, looking through the beautiful stained glass windows. And then upon returning to his church, he was asked by the Sunday school teacher about the great churches of, of Europe and what he liked the most and he said, I love the sense of awesomeness and the, and the hugeness of who God must be. and what is a saint?" His teacher asked him next. And his mind went back to to the massive stained glass windows and he said, a saint is a person the light shines through. And that's a good definition of, of what a saint of God is supposed to be. We have no light of our own, but like the moon, we are to, to reflect the light of Jesus to a lost and dying world. I was in a home yesterday looking at some work that, that needed to be done. And we went into a room and the man said, overlook my son's mess. He said we had to, we had to tell him to leave because we found out he was doing drugs. He said, we have people praying for him. And what he said next kind of took me back. But he said, you look like a praying person. Would you pray for him? And I assured him that I would and I assured him that I was a praying person. And I didn't get the boy's name, but the parents' names are Ken and Amy Rocher. And if you think about Ken or Amy and their son, breathe a prayer for them. You can turn with me to to Mark chapter 4. Here the Lord gives us some insight into light and the place it is to occupy in spiritual matters. And I'm going to show you from this passage the truth that you can't hide from the light. In John 8:12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. His, his light penetrates even the darkest places and the blackest of hearts." And He gives us some insight into His light. And I want to share a few few of the facts of light, not the facts of life, but the facts of light with you this morning. I'd like to begin reading at verse 21. And He said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear, with what measure ye meet. It shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given, and he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which He hath. And I'll stop reading there. Light has its purposes. Here Jesus taught His disciples using another parable. He uses the common image of of a candle to teach a profound spiritual truth. In that day, it was, was most likely it would have been an, an oil lamp. Every house had at least one. And it was used to provide light in houses that were, that were naturally dark. Houses in that day had, had notches cut in the walls so that a lamp could be placed there. And when a lamp was lit, it was not lit to be hidden under a basket or under a bed. The lamp was lit to be be placed on a high location so that everyone in the house could could receive light. This parable is is designed to illustrate the the purpose of a spiritual light. When Jesus shared the Word of God, he He was giving light to the world. His light was given to speak to people trapped in spiritual darkness to show them that there was a way for them to to be saved. And while Jesus was here, he He was the light of the world. In John 9, 5 He says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Our Lord's light burned brightly, teaching men about the love of God, and we know that from John 3.16. His light was designed to reveal the heavenly Father to to fallen men. You can turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse 18 says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Then you can turn over to chapter 14. Chapter 14 and verse 9. This was when Jesus was was speaking to Philip. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? His light increased in its intensity until it shone with the glory of heaven as he he gave his life for sinners on the cross. And then it it burst forth in, in radiant beams when he rose from the dead. Our Lord's light was not designed to be hidden away. He came to this world not to, not to hide the truth from men, but to reveal the truth to those in darkness. And when he saved us from, from our sins, the Lord placed his light within us. He doesn't want us to, to hide that light. He wants us to allow his light to shine through our lives so that others might see the way to God. Matthew 5:16 says, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven." Ephesians 5:8 says, "For we were sometimes darkness." But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Far too many Christians are, are guilty of, of hiding the light. Turn to, to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light, Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and in drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof." There are four things that that we are taught here, when to awake, how to dress, how to walk, and what provisions to make. In verse 11 it says, now is the time to awake out of sleep. The word awake. Be concerned about your soul and your eternal interest. Live in constant expectation of, the coming of the Lord, and then how to dress, it's when we are awake and up. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, it's it's time to dress ourselves, we must put off our night clothes, cast off the works of darkness, sinful works are works of darkness and they end in destruction. We are to put on the armor of light. Christians are are soldiers in the midst of, of enemies. And their life is a warfare, therefore their array must be armor, that they may stand upon their defense, the armor of God. And then in verse 14, we are to put on, The Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is is the best clothing for Christians to adorn themselves with, to arm ourselves with. And then how to walk. When we are dressed up, we are not to sit still. Christianity teaches us how to walk so so as to please God. We are to walk honestly as in the day. We are to walk as children of light. And what provisions to make? Also verse 14 says, make not provisions for the flesh. Our great care must be to, to provide for our souls. The necessities of the body must be considered, but the lusts of it must not be gratified. Light is a, is a tremendous gift. Can you remember when the darkness of your sinful past was, was shattered by the light of the gospel? Do you remember when the Lord placed His light and life within you? If so, then, then you know the value of that light. Don't hide it. It must be shared with a lost and dying world. Moving on to verse 22 of Mark chapter 4. Light has its power. The Lord reminds us that light holds the power to make hidden things plain. The light that Jesus came into the world to display not only reveals the the hidden things of God to man, it also reveals the hidden things within man. And that's why so many people who have, (coughs) heard the gospel message of salvation have rejected it. The gospel is is a message of of salvation, but it's also a message of of confrontation. It's a message that reveals the darkness of, of the human heart. People are like insects and and other creatures of the night, they they flee light when it shines upon them. Why? And Jesus said it was because their deeds are evil. When the light of the gospel shines into a person's heart, it reveals all the darkness contained in that heart. And that is a painful experience for the lost sinner. Yet when the the darkness is, is exposed to the light, the darkness will have to flee and salvation will be the result. We also need to understand that there is coming a day when all the hidden things of darkness will be revealed. Christians will see their their secrets exposed at the judgment seat of Christ. Romans 14, 12 says, So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Lost people will, will see their secrets revealed at the great white throne. Turn to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20 and beginning at verse 11, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. the death. with sin. And that's the clear teaching of, of the Bible. We won't take the time to, to turn to them, but in Genesis chapter 49 we have the account of the sin of Reuben. And then in Joshua chapter 7 we have the sin of, of Achai. And in Acts chapter 5 story of Ananias and Sapphira where they sold land and kept part of the money. The hidden works of darkness will always be brought out in the light. None of us will be able to to hide from sin. The end of Numbers 23 of Numbers 32, 23, was often quoted when, when I was growing up at home. It said, be sure your sin will find you out. It's far better to drag your own sins out into the open and confess them to the Lord than it is to hide them away. Waiting for God to expose them. And they will be exposed. When we, when we get honest about our sins, we can experience God's forgiveness. First John nine tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we try to, to hide our sins away, they will destroy us from within. Verse 23 says, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. I ask you this morning, are you listening? Verse 24, light has its privileges. This verse is, is rich in truth. We are cautioned to, to listen to the right voices. We are counseled to to pass the truth on to others. And we are comforted by a, a precious promise. Let's unpack these, these three statements for just a moment. We are cautioned to listen to the right voices. There are many voices competing for our attention these days. We must be careful that we only hear the Lord's voice as He calls us to Himself. The right voice will always speak words that that line up with Scripture and point you to Jesus. And when we hear that voice, we must make sure that we heed what it tells us to do. When it calls us to come to Jesus to be saved, we need to come. When it calls us to a life of of deeper commitment, we need to obey. When it calls us to a life of service, we need to surrender. We need to be aware of how we hear that voice as well. Like Abraham, when he was called to offer up his, his only son, we need to be listening for the voice of the Lord to speak to our hearts. we are counseled to to pass on the truth to others. We've already mentioned this, but the Lord has called us to to share the truth that we have received. There in Matthew 28, we are commanded to, to go and teach all nations. I was talking to someone several weeks ago about their neighbor who had passed away. the outward signs showed that they weren't ready to meet their Maker. And this person's question was, did I do enough? And I'll be the first to admit that I don't talk to my neighbors enough. I'm forced to see them during Bible school soliciting and also at Christmas when my wife makes cookies and I have to go deliver them. I'm not literally forced. (laughs) But it takes planning. It takes effort. I'm going to spare you of some homework this morning. There in Matthew 28 it says, "Go." It's an action word. I'd like to give you some definitions of this word. To move on a course, to travel to a place, to follow a certain procedure, to proceed without delay, to move along in a specified manner, to begin a motion. To me that's doing something. It's not sitting still. But maybe we need to sit down and, and figure out how we can reach our neighbors better and more often rather than just twice a year. What are we doing to to reach the lost? Of all the things you can do with with your life, perhaps none is greater than than taking the time to share your faith and the things God has shown you with others. We've been given a great privilege in being called to proclaim the gospel to the world. We are comforted by the Lord's promise. The idea here is that those who who listen To what the Lord is telling them. And obey him. By giving their faith away. We'll see him reveal even more. Truth to them. And if you truly want to. To know the deep things of God. Take the time. To share. The things you already know. Give away what he has given you. Did you learn something in, in your private devotion? Give it away. There's an ordained man in the conference who posts a nugget every day on, on WhatsApp from his devotional. Did you glean a nugget in Sunday school? Give it away. Did you get something from a sermon recently? Give it away. Did God open your eyes to a deep truth in in his word? Give it away. And as you give away the truth that the Lord has revealed to you, he'll give you more truth. If you hoard up the truth and, and keep it to yourself, The Lord has no reason to give you more truth. The gospel is the only commodity that becomes more valuable as you give it away. As we share our faith, we are making an investment in others and in our own spiritual growth. In John 7 verse 38 We are called to be rivers of living water. We are to let the truth flow out from us. Far too many Christians act like ponds. You know, the truth flows in and nothing ever flows out. And we know what happens to a pond like that. It becomes stagnant. We serve a God who who specializes in giving us more. God doesn't just pardon, He abundantly pardons. He doesn't just give mercy, He delighteth in mercy. He doesn't just save, He saves to the uttermost. God doesn't just save the sinner and forgive his sins. He adopts him into the family. He gives him peace, joy, hope, and blessings. He provides the assurance of salvation. When we follow his will for our lives, we have the hope of eternal life. We have a Savior who gives not of his riches, but according to his riches. You know, when a billionaire gives a dollar out of his wealth, he has given. But he hasn't given much. But if a billionaire gives according to his riches. He can do a lot of good. But God's giving makes what a billionaire's giving look pale in comparison. God reaches into his vast stores of heaven and keeps on giving us more. More love, more mercy, more forgiveness, more grace, more hope. More blessings, and the list could go on. In verse 25, light has its promise. The person who who hears the truth and passes it on will see his ability to receive truth expanded. And as this kind of person hears the truth and gives it away, the Lord continually reveals more truth to him. He grows in the things of God in ways he could never have imagined. and That is the promise to the person who, who gives away the light. The person who rejects truth will see his ability to recognize truth diminished. Not only will this kind of individual receive less truth, they will eventually lose their grasp of the truth that they once had. As a child, I mastered the, the Rubik's Cube, and I would have to learn that all over again. But rejecting God's truth is, is far more serious than failing to keep up with mastering the Rubik's Cube. Rejecting spiritual truth will develop into a tragedy in in the life of every person who rejects the light. The little candle holds tremendous power. It has the power to dispel darkness. The candle gives its light at a great cost to itself. And as the candle gives away its precious light, its very life is consumed. And this is a perfect illustration of what Jesus did for us. He paid a high price to bring his light to the lost. He died on the cross so that we might have light and life. When he saved us, he kindled that light within our hearts. We must let our light shine so that a world lost in darkness might see the way to, to come to God. It may cost us everything to to give the light to others, but we must be willing to pay the price. May we never be guilty of, of hoarding the light, of hiding the light, or hindering the light. May we let our light shine for the glory of God. Shall we have a song?